0: ahoy there everybody and welcome back to another episode of big facts no cap the only podcast that's number one with fans of Kofefe and fans of the frog pepe i'm adrian as always here with paul let's get big factin let's get no cappin let's go
1: big facts no cap big facts no cap no cap big facts no cap big facts no cap Cap. No cap. No cap. Facts. No cap. No cap. No oh, cap.
0: Paul and Adrian from Carolina.
1: Paul and Adrian from Carolina. It, I do feel like you know. I don't know how the internet works. It's a lot of magic, but I do feel like we're way closer to being real time. Back and forth, yeah. like the latency takes so much going to going up, up to that forward. satellite
0: and then coming back down to here,
1: yeah, that's also not how it works when it's to California. It's still all on the ground.
0: what you're telling me little gnomes underground carry the signal?
1: yeah, little gnomes, I mean electrons are little gnomes when you think about it. Adam hit us <laughs> up with some of that uh <laughs> some of that <laughs> chemistry knowledge, but I think we're right on this one okay, so how's it feel Adrian? being back Man, it's crazy, man. it's crazy.
0: That's South Carolina air, I'll tell you what. It's different.
1: Other than me, Philip, and those sorts of folk, Philip adjacent folk, who are you? Have you seen anybody in Lexington?
0: Uh, I saw Hunter's mom. I ran into her at uh, the grocery store. You ran into her. You didn't even go out of your way. <laughs> no, I was going to get a six pack before watching the soccer game, and she was right in front of me in line, and we stared at each other for a second. And. She doesn't look that much different, and I saw she was wearing a good Mythical Morning shirt, which I know is, like, Hunter's favorite YouTube channel, so I kind of, like, leaned from that, and she just looked at me for a while and said, you look familiar, and I said Miss Bliss, because I forgot we called her Miss Amy, and I've always been weird about calling people by Miss their first name, like you do in the South, mm. um, but yeah, we hugged a lot, and then um, it was just kind of awkward, because she was just checking out, and I was checking out, <laughs> and then, uh, she said Hunter's coming back for Christmas, and I was like, okay, cool, I probably won't be around for Christmas, but uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we should get together.
1: Where are you going to be for Christmas?
0: I don't know. Maybe Guatemala. Who knows?
1: Maybe Guatemala. What a maybe.
0: <laughs> That's how every Christmas is with my family. I've told you this before. We were supposed to go to Belgium like three years now.
1: Mm. You know, I've never had your family's Christmas tamales, but I've now been offered tamales by somebody I went camping with over the weekend. Another Hispanic, Ooh. a Mexican. And, you know, if you let me have Mexican tamales before I have Adrian's I mean, Guatemalan Mexican tamales. tamales are
0: worse, so it'll just be you have the worst thing and then the good thing.
1: Mm. Or maybe I'll fall in love first with the, the Mexican style.
0: I guess it was kind of like if I were like give you like a like a um, ooh like a Guatemalan carnitas and then like your Mexican friend would give you like poop and a tortilla and you were mm. like ooh I guess I've had it first so this is what I like better but mm, you know mm. no way for me to tell that the Guatemalan one's better
1: but clearly they make their tamales with a lot of love attention and real real ingredients not poop Adrian you know that right
0: no they do it by being cheaters and liars <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> if my parents taught me anything. <laughs> Did your parents actually have anything against Mexicans? Or you they did, pushing? which is really funny. Oh, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, it's something where
0: it's mostly based in soccer rivalries. So it's a lot of like, ah, they think they're the best and they're hot-headed and they're liars and cheats or whatever. And I remember telling my friend that once because it was internalized and she was like, LOL, xenophobia. <laughs>
1: um does uh does guatemala she was like my
0: parents my dad taught me that mexicans are a hard-working honorable people and i was like nah
1: <laughs> you were like stupid white parents with that progressive bullshit mexicans suck <laughs> those are salvadoran parents Oh, uh, okay okay
0: you want to say you want to say anything more about camping though how's the camping trip
1: Well, was all right um and you know i think we invented the indoors for a reason that's my takeaway mm.
0: Do you think if humanity started indoors, we'd ever invent the outdoors?
1: No, almost certainly not. It's a big that step down. That makes you think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a That's big step That's a good Black down. Mirror
0: episode that makes you think <laughs> and makes you laugh.
1: Except Black Mirror has never made me think or laugh.
0: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I got called out for hating on Black Mirror the other day. By
1: who? Somebody with bad taste?
0: Yeah, Charlie. Oh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, so it's uh, uh, eventful since I've gotten back, I guess. Uh, cleared out my space to get my workstation ready. Watched a great soccer game on Saturday, a little Milan-Verona. We were down 2-0 in the first half and came back to win it 3-2. Uh, and then I just did a little bit more cleaning up today, and now I'm in with my friend Piao. in with my friend Adrian. Counting down the days till we do our first in-person podcast. Powdcast. So be on the lookout for that, audience. Piao, anything else besides camping?
1: Oh No, I camped. I went to the highest point in... Uh... East of the Mississippi, went to the top of Mount Mitchell, where Mm. they buried Elijah Mitchell, who died in what I would describe as incredibly suspicious circumstances. Mm. Even though they never said it during the tour, it's so obvious he was murdered by his son from just how they describe it. It's like like he's climbing to the top of the mountain with his son, and his son just started feeling like a little bit queasy. He was like, I don't like this. So the son went back down, and then he was like, my dad's probably dead, though.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it might just be because i watch knives out but that seems like uh, a suspicious alibi that
1: seems like a suspicious alibi that you're just like i don't want to climb this mountain anymore i'm gonna go head back down Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. although i do believe that is a general thing well going up a mountain halfway and being
1: like nah i'm okay i'm gonna go back down (laughs) (laughs) that's enough of this mountain honestly if the peak was here that'd be perfect good enough for you if you (laughs) ask me (laughs) All right, any any mini roundup or anything, Paul? Um, you want to round up your big win
0: in Scrabble against a uh, symptomatic and sleep deprived Adrian?
1: Oh, is that <laughs> being
0: how- al- being alley ooped by your <laughs> your roommate at every turn. Um, is
1: that how you want to? Is that how
0: you wait?
1: <laughs> oh, wait, what's the? Uh, oh yeah, the ordering was me after Ben. That was a real. <laughs>
0: I did ben. not realize
1: Ben was that bad
0: at the game. It just sets everyone up for triple words.
1: For <laughs> triple words. Yeah, being right after a moron is a real uh, is a real help.
0: It's a real boon.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I saw Adrian this weekend, and one of the things we did was play a game of Scrabble, and I humiliated Adrian. Like Took it wasn't even close. So, like I think I was like double his score most of the game, right up till the end, where I was like just close to double his score. Intellectually, I'm the one who's the bigger word guy on this podcast here i think everyone knows that <laughs> i'm a big word guy ask anybody I'm a, I'm a big word boy i'm a big word boy i know word bwb i know words just like words know me you know and it's mm. like it's like you put together words like four or five of them i can do it i have i have I have a way with them um so what are we now like five to zero scrabble wins for me like physical yeah physical or zero or zero zero and one. Right. No, I beat you that time we were on acid. I beat you that time at Common Market. No, every time that you take advantage of me. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Common Market, company store. Company Charlotte. store. Uh, that was the one where they had Scrabble when you visited me in Charlotte that one time. Mm, if you say so. And I beat you last Friday, so we're 3-0 to zero right now. And these are across the years, so we can really track that my intellect has... Started above yours and continued to be above yours as time <laughs> has moved forward, <laughs> and that's a fact. <laughs> and that's a fact. We have the data. We have the points.
0: Ready to get into the little theme, Aruno?
1: I am ready to get into the theme. All right, uh, Paul. Mm-hmm. Cafe. Café, Cafe. Cappuccino. Americano. Latte. Frappuccino. Red I forgot. That's it. That's all I know. All right. Cool. Uh, Paul, how do you like, how do you take your coffee? Black. You know, I ain't one of these new school kids walking in with their frappa mocha fucka latte chinos, okay? I tell you what, dude. Last time I went to Starbucks, I was like, yeah, I'll have just a black coffee. Do you guys have that here? (laughs) Huh? And they were like, what size, sir? And they didn't, and I was like, oh, well, I've got to say one of those weird words like grande. Oh, give me a large, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was my favorite old man complaint about Starbucks was their sizing options because nobody at Starbucks has ever None's no ever stopped me from just saying large. Yeah, no, nobody's ever stopped me from saying medium or large. They've never gone, wait, yeah. can you say it with our silly words instead? They'll just <laughs> give you a medium or large. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, Paul, I'm like Paul. I, I take my
0: um, coffee like I take my my dead soul inside, black. Mm. Um, and uh, how do you feel about people saying that that's like a to- toxic masculinity thing?
1: Do people say that?
0: Yeah, yeah. People who like have converted back to drinking sugary drinks will be like, yeah, I drink black coffee because like people say that's what you had to do as like a man. And I just like internalize that
1: toxic masculinity. Um, You know what? Now that you say it, I've never heard that opinion, but it makes sense. that It is like. Kind of like poptimism about people having to like poptimism. Everything's poptimism. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the same thing, right? Everything everything that's sugary bullshit, you have to pretend is good or else you're a smug asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can see people doing that. I think they're wrong. I think black coffee. Uh, first off, if, if you're putting cream in there, if you take it cream, no sugar, you're a goddamn monster. That's the most disgusting drink I've ever had in my life. Mm, mm-hmm. If you're gonna put cream, you better put sugar. Also, the all way around. If you're gonna put sugar, you better put cream. Either mm-hmm. or, and it's a nasty ass drink. Like it mm-hmm. legitimately tastes kind of bad. Like it, but you know what I mean. Like if you're gonna make your coffee sweet, you better put cream and sugar because either or is nasty, gross drink that's basically undrinkable to me. Both is, is like a fine. I don't. Uh, drink. I don't have strong. I don't have strong opinions because I,
0: I think I I, have, I started and finished drinking coffee black and straight. So I never experimented with one or the other and thing like that.
1: Oh, I mean, I think I maybe yeah, experimented
0: I, I, for a little bit with like vanilla creamers and stuff like that. But
1: other than that, no, I mean, I still have always drank my coffee black. But I tried it other ways. Like every once in a while, I'll order it. In college, way. you experimented a little bit. Yeah, I experimented. <laughs> um, and then my other thing about what you said is definitely that there's the same phenomena in in cocktails. And I know we're talking about coffee mm. right now, but definitely men who are too much of like. I wasn't going to judge you for ordering a fruity drink, man. You don't have to tell me your theory about how, like, you're just so masculine that you're okay getting the, like, feminine drink, like. But I feel like, you know, people who like fruity cocktails don't just like fruity cocktails. They have this whole spiel about how, really, they're, it's, like. Mm, The most masculine thing you can do. Yeah, they're like, oh, really? It's a, I don't know. It's always just an identity thing. It's not, like. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really have too many rules around alcohol, because it's kind of like I'm drinking anyways. But
0: as a as a LDB, as a little diabetic boy, it's always been better for me to take my coffee, just black without anything in it. So yeah. if anyone was going to come at me with like toxic masculinity energy, I'd be like, well, I'm just trying not to like fuck up the beginning of my day. <laughs> I'll fuck up the end of my day with some beers. But I'm not trying to like start off like full of sugar. Uh, OK, yeah. More about coffee. When did you start drinking coffee?
1: Uh, In high school. My dad started making me a morning coffee with him and I would take no, it to school.
0: Yeah, uh, I had, I recently had a conversation with uh, one of our Puerto Rican grad students where we identified with the uh, Latino thing of, like, uh, your parents would start giving you coffee at, like, 10 years old. Like, they didn't have, like, the weird... I think in America, there was, like, an old wives' tale that it, like, stunted your growth.
1: Yeah, I don't think it does, does it?
0: I don't think so. Uh, I think that's a correlation thing, where maybe it's just because Latinos have no rules around giving their kids coffee, uh, and we're generally short people. But, um, yeah, I think... I remember trying it for sure a lot as a kid, but it didn't really, it didn't really take for me until my uh, senior year of undergrad is when I started drinking coffee. Before that, I was a big tea drinker.
1: Yeah, so as a kid, I just had a really hard time waking up and by like, uh, all through school, but by like 10th grade, I just was like, it finally like hit me that the coffee thing really like uh pepped me up a little. <laughs> and I was and my dad was like, Oh, yeah, I'll start making you some if you need it. Suddenly, your first period teacher was like, Paul's a lot less of an asshole now. I wonder what's going on. <laughs> It is true. I was a lot less of an asshole. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Teachers loved me. I was a good kid. Anything else? Any, any big
0: opinions about local coffees or um, Starbucks? Or yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, fuck, I'll fuck up a Star- Starbucks cold brew if I need to. Uh,
1: yeah, I like Starbucks. Um, I used to have this thing about Starbucks where maybe it was because of the embarrassment I'm kind of doing the thing with... I'll just say men did with their fruity drink where I'd be like, yeah, I go to Starbucks, but I, that's more like a dessert for me. I like to get like something... <laughs> And now I think I just still get a black coffee when I go to Starbucks because now it's like I've gone there enough that that's I'm actually just using it for the caffeine, not for the it's a dessert aspect. I am um, I'm, I'm, I like Duncan's Black Coffee, local coffee places I like around Charlotte. Uh, not just coffee, Hex, um, Undercurrent, um, Giddy Goat. Um, so there's some really good coffee places around uh, Charlotte. I think it's. It's the type of thing where the type of person who lives in Charlotte has really the type of obsessive mind that like dedicates itself to doing something super hipster and super stupid to a really good degree has opened a lot of great coffee places in Charlotte. So I think the only ones I'm comfortable recommending are Old
0: Soul and Milka uh, Coffee Roasters, which is a really cute place in Sacramento. Highly recommend. And... They're one of those places that has that cute little sign that tells you not to tip because they pay their uh, employees a living wage.
1: Mm, cool.
0: Ooh, I don't know. So besides favorite, like, ways of taking coffee, I will say cold brew is probably my favorite.
1: Oh, yeah, like a good cold brew. I Okay, so I don't know what separates different types of cold brews, but when they when they pour it, and I, I guess this is what you makes mean, like it the a nitro, nitro yeah. and when they pour it with a nitro and it gets that, like, really good white head on it it's like i know it's going to be a great cold brew you can tell visually when it's going to be a good cold brew because when you see that pour come out and it's got that like that color differential it's going to be so tasty uh shout out to giddy goat they have a really great cold brew so uh, the other places i mentioned most of them have really great uh have really great like uh pour overs or drip uh giddy goat is the place for the uh cold brew
0: Oh yeah, I guess, yeah, shout out, now that I'm back in South Carolina, shout out to Drip in Columbia, which has a notoriously strong but very smooth cold brew. So one thing that people associate with coffee a lot is uh, first dates, Paul. Mm. Is a coffee shop your move, or
1: what are you doing? So, okay, this isn't my story, but it's actually a discussion I was having with uh, my current partner, and she was telling me that a coffee shop was her go-to first date back when she would go on dates in Michigan, and there was a specific hipster coffee shop in grand rapids she would take people to the idea being that it was a filter if they were in too intimidated to order a coffee and that is something i did not know would intimidate so many people yeah what does that mean I, apparently a lot of people just had never been anywhere slightly hipster or like it like
0: oh it was like a cool filter it wasn't like an anxiety filter
1: yeah, I guess it was a little bit of both, but if the person, apparently it was part of her filter that if they ordered the same thing as her, she didn't like that. They Ooh. they weren't getting to step two of the date, which was like an ice cream spot or something.
0: Which is to test whether or not they get a, uh, if they have sensitive teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See if they can pass that filter.
1: <laughs> well, the thing after that was a museum, which was also like, uh, can they intelligently like I don't know, comment and walk And then it was a
0: trampoline park (laughs) to see if they had the physical stamina to keep up with her. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. Dude, this is
0: rad. I like this idea.
1: (laughs) It really was like that. I was like, damn, I have never done any shit like that, but this is hilarious how you did your dates. Uh, It also is only the type of shit a girl could do because they have to filter out so many people. Mm. But you see, I feel like I do that a little bit more through the messaging part of the app. I don't, but maybe some people are just like, let's get to the date and... I'll filter them out there.
0: Yeah. All right. So this article is from the Washington Post. Who
1: does the Washington most?
0: Ooh, I like that. Um. Obviously, if anyone is going to have an article called Dear Science, it's going to be the Washington Post, the Arbiters of Truth. So this is Dear Science. And the question is... From July 11th, 2016, Dear Science, if I drink coffee before giving blood, will recipients get a buzz? Hmm. Dear Science, I gave blood recently after drinking many cups of coffee, and can't help but wonder, will any of the recipients of my caffeinated blood feel a caffeine jolt? Thank you. I love reading the science column.
1: You know, I have no idea, but I have to say no. I have no backing for this, but... It seems like obviously not. Why not. I don't actually know what goes through your body, but like, wouldn't it? I don't know. The caffeine, it, like, it evaporates and dissipates, leave it that long. <laughs> a That's
0: why if you let your coffee cool down, it becomes decaf. But also, like, and this is one of those things where I can imagine that for the most part, it's no one's drinking enough caffeine to make it an issue for.
1: I like how this is the first time we've brought in a column that's really not at all, like, where we can give advice, like, it's opinionated. It's a very, like, technical yes or no true. Yeah, and we're going to find the truth. We're going to find it through talking through it? I think so. Um. What What do they do with blood after they take it out with you? Do they? Is it just, like, out of you, into storage, into somebody else? Or is it, like, does it go through, like, a little filter, like, do, does it go through a coffee filter or something, like, to get out Ooh. all the bad stuff?
0: That's a good question. I I have to imagine that might be what it is, is that most like common things like that get uh, filtered out. But I don't know if they're filtering out for caffeine. I guess the my initial reaction was like coffee. caffeine in your body is probably like broken down and metabolized in some kind of way. And if it's just in your bloodstream, then whatever part of your body is doing that isn't there. So I could see it just staying there in mm. the same way that if you made a cup of coffee and like left it in an IV
1: bag for 10 months, it would still have caffeine in it, right? Yeah. Your
0: blood's not doing anything, like, inherently different than, So
1: like, we know that just... caffeine travels through the body, through your bloodstream. It's not any other system.
0: I guess it would be your digestive system, right?
1: Yeah. I don't know why I assume this guy was just injecting coffee <laughs> into his veins. Well, I mean, if it, if it gets into your stomach, then that's where the caffeine in your stomach would, like, slowly... Like, I mean, it It would be, like, it throughout your entire digestive system, it would be being absorbed by skin mm-hmm. tissue. Or not skin tissue, but, like, your tissue of the lining of your digestive system walls into your bloodstream Mm -hmm. which would imply that a coffee patch on the skin would work if that's how it was happening isn't that like nicotine works like that right you can get a nicotine patch yeah but you can't get a coffee patch you can't get a caffeine patch i don't think you can get a caffeine patch can you
0: you can i know you can take caffeine pills but i guess that acts the same way as drinking it but for some reason it just to me that seems like a thing where there's not an audience for it like, who wants to look like that would, much of
1: a I would junkie? Have a <laughs> yeah, I think there'd be a
0: stigma tied to that.
1: Um, so, I do remember from high school on my way to donate blood, somebody walking uh, on my way back from donating blood, a kid stopping me and going, Do you know if they check for weed in the blood? I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're good, homie. How many times have you donated blood? Like, I don't know. Like six or seven times in my life.
0: Damn. I've done a zero
1: you've done zero
0: zero
1: uh do you have something wrong with your blood that you can't donate
0: i always assumed because i was diabetic that i couldn't and it wasn't until i told like 10 people that one day that i was like i should look up whether or not that's true and i don't think it is but i was like eh, it's a good enough excuse
1: why do you not want to donate blood
0: <laughs> well it seems like it's out of my way
1: i don't know <laughs> it's <just helps> the people <laughs> It's really not out of your way. They pull those trucks up everywhere in our goddamn lives. They, they make it so nah, easy. They make nah. it so easy to go take thirty minutes out of your life to do it.
0: Thirty minutes? What are you talking about? Thirty minutes to get there. Thirty minutes to stay there. Want to lose an hour of my day Two, ten ten times? That's a full. We thirty
1: minutes to get there. No, that, that's the point <laughs> I was making. They already pull it up to where you are. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> it's a long line. You had to wait in line. They take your blood. They also, ask the for nurse your blood is nice type. to you.
1: She calls you honey. You I don't actually get, know my blood you type. You get a cookie afterwards and a soda and they're like, they're watching over you and they're like, are you feeling all it's right? You feel a little cared for, you feel the a beginning of a, for, you of, feel a teenage, of
0: a teenage drama where like I realize when they tell me what my blood type is that based on my parents' blood type, they couldn't actually be my parents. And so I'm like, oh fuck, what's that about?
1: <laughs> Adrian, I've seen your parents. Your parents are definitely your parents. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. What if my dad's Brad Pitt? And I'm actually from Hollywood. (laughs) I'm Adrian from (laughs) Hollywood. Yeah, too much, too much, uh, too much skin off my back.
1: Funny. You
0: know what I bet is way more likely is people going in either with alcohol or having like being hungover with alcohol still in their blood system.
1: Yeah, well, I did that thing accidentally, you know, the classic college joke about giving, going to give blood and then drinking him because you're going to get fucked up so quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, I accidentally did that, but just because I gave blood on a Friday and then just happened to be drinking later, wasn't trying to pull that bit. And I did. I got fucked up so goddamn quick. I uh, I It was one of those things that happens very rarely to me where I had a, I, what what is it called, browned out, where I forgot mm-hmm. a large chunk of the night and then was still drunk and hanging out mm. when it like I snapped back into like my memory started oh, clocking dang. things yeah, like yeah. there was one point where uh, I still remember it because it was such an odd moment where I just I'm on the couch my friends are there I have a drink in my hand I, I look around and I go oh we started playing Kanye why did we start a, uh, this song in the album they're like man we've we've played like the whole album from the Kanye beginning fast. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah they so we would apparently it was like four in the morning we'd gotten back to our place from like the party they'd start playing the kanye album from the beginning and i just like clocked in like five or six songs then mm. i hadn't remembered the. do you think that kanye
0: back. song was what snapped you in
1: yeah i mean it was a good song mm. like all kanye songs
0: all right you want to read the uh, answer it's a little bit long
1: yeah oh my god how is this long is it not just a yes or no <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right let's see what they have to say We hope you're not exceeding the maximum recommendation of five cups of coffee per day, but something about your choice of punctuation suggests otherwise. Just remember, a serving of coffee contains about 100 milligrams of caffeine. Consuming more than 500 or 600 milligrams a day can make you nervous, irritable, twitchy, and nauseated, among other things. The good news is that the recipient of your generous blood donation probably didn't notice a blood buzz. I know of no data that shows that it would have an impact on the recipient, said Jerome Gottschall, Senior Medical Director of the Blood Center of Wisconsin. In fact, to our knowledge, no one has bothered studying the question at all. The researchers we talked to agreed that it was a fun one to talk about, but it doesn't rank high on the list of concerns about safety of the blood supply. Caffeine, which works its magic by blocking the neuroreceptors of a chemical called adenosine, has a half-life of around 5 hours. That means that while the amount in your system just about drops by half every 5 hours or so, it takes quite some time, probably about 2 days, for it to disappear completely. If you give blood in the morning and drink a typical serving of morning joe beforehand, you probably have a good 100 or 200 milligrams of caffeine still kicking around when you go under the needle. Probably lots of donors have caffeine in the morning and donate sometime in the day, and this has gone on forever and ever. And for the most part, that has had no effect on the donors themselves. Alan Mast, a senior investigator for the Blood Center of Wisconsin and a spokesman for the American Society of Hematology, agreed. It's a question of dilution. Blood is made up of red blood cells and plasma. But most people who receive transfusions get what we call packed red blood cells. Those super bright red bags of blood you see hooked on IVs in hospitals aren't just a wholesale blood. They're full of donated blood that has had the plasma removed, then been mixed with other red blood cells. It's the plasma that would carry the caffeine math explained and there'll only be about 20 milliliters of that buzzy blood product diluting into the five liters of blood typically found in the human body that's a very small cup of coffee but researchers were cagey when we were asked about more when we asked about more recreational drugs screen questions and track mark checks are meant to cut drug users from the donation pool but blood isn't tested for certain things like cocaine or heroin it would just be too expensive to do so dilution should keep any errant illegal substances from posing a real threat But it goes without saying that donating blood while high is a bad thing to do for many reasons. And try to avoid aspirin-like painkillers before your donation. These drugs inhibit the function of platelets, the tiny particles that make blood clot. That's obviously not ideal during a risky surgery. You'll be giving the patient a product that doesn't work right. Uh mast said. At the end of the day, what you put into your body before donating has more of an impact on your own health than that of the lucky recipient of your caffeinated or fatty blood. Even rules about fevers and cold symptoms are meant to protect donors, not recipients. If a donor is so sick that they have, bact- that they have bacteria in the blood, that could be passed on. But someone with sepsisma is unlikely to get out of bed and mosey on down to a blood drive. It's really about the fact that if you have a fever, you know, you're sweating, you're not feeling well, you're dehydrated. He said, you want the donor to feel healthy on the day of the draw. No question. All right. Paul, does that answer your question? Did science answer your question?
1: Um, yeah, that was, um, that was sure was an answer right, right about there. Yeah, okay, so it sounds like drink as much caffeine as you want.
0: Can't hurt you. Can't hurt Kids, you. drink as much caffeine as you want. It cannot hurt you. And for kids like uh, the one who saw Paul on the way to the donation drive, they're not checking. They're not too expensive. Checking.
1: Do a little bit of Coke. That's a real bump for whoever gets your blood. All right, so I'm bringing in a new column.
0: Mm -hmm. oh i I didn't do this time so we got two new columns
1: so this one is put it all on red is the website so this is a website which i'll read a little bit of the about section it's like comedic writing all by three people named jordy melissa and river and from what i can tell it's not updated super frequently but they all worked uh they all went to yale together and worked at the yale record humor magazine i'm not gonna lie it's we're probably guilty of this too, but it's trying just a little bit too hard in a way that makes it uncomfortable mm. to scroll through the site. Every it's all written like Tina Fey's autobiography. If you've ever read that, it's there's too many uh, jokes yes, per please. second. The jokes per second, there's just like too many of them, and it comes off awkward in writing. It's not like a fun comedic. It's not movie. like a
0: Thirty Rock episode.
1: Yeah. No. That works with acting and TV, but there's something about comedic writing where it's just like if you cram in too many like little things, it just is a little exhausting. Like, I'll I'll read the start of their about section. The band was born on a cold night back in December of 2010. Jordan, Melissa, and River were huddled together in an unheated basement with nothing more than cheap bottle of bourbon in a box containing three k K-tars. Forced to drink to stay warm and play music to keep their fingers from stiffening into lifeless pink icicles, the trio drunkenly played Margaritaville until four in the morning. After waking up to realize that the room was actually heated, the radiator was just obscured by the keytar box, the three locked eyes and knew what had to be done. A coy smile came over River's face as he knowingly nodded and said, let's grab some breakfast at McDonald's before they stop serving Egg McMuffins. Later that day, they decided to form a band. You get the energy. Glass houses. Yeah, glass houses, buddy. It's very much at our level of people just making stuff for fun. They seem like nice, likable people. All right, so this advice column on the Put It All On Red website is called Ask Some Guy Who Can Only Make a Living Off of His Advice Column by Constantly Advertising the Cool, Refreshing Taste of Starbucks Ice Chai Tea Latte. I think I already get what the concept is. I like that. Dear guy who can only make a living off of his advice column by constantly advertising the cool, refreshing taste of Starbucks iced chai tea latte. My best friend Karen said she had,
0: Um, real quick, can I be one of those people? Uh, chai, it means tea. Okay? Ah, <laughs> okay.
1: Okay? My best friend Karen- And
0: aioli? Don't say garlic aioli. Aioli means garlic.
1: Does it really? I didn't know that one.
0: Yeah, it means garlic and oil.
1: And don't say ATM machine. It means Ayoli time machine. You're doubling up on it.
0: And don't say nine bread. It means nine, bitch, you ain't got a clue. That's bread also. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my best friend Karen said she had the talk with her daughter Jessie, who happens to be 11. Same as my daughter Sarah. It sounds pretty intense, but the part that freaked me out the most was that Karen told Jessie that she should use the information whenever she feels ready. I want to be there for Sarah. But I just can't bring myself to tell my eleven year old daughter that she should have sex whenever she needs. Should I follow Karen's lead and talk to Sarah now? Or should I wait until I actually think she's old enough for sex? Ooh. Damn.
0: Paul did your Prince had that talk with you?
1: No. <laughs> what foreign parents had a sex talk? My parents had a talk with me. Really? Yeah, you
0: know what's really funny? You wanna hear the funniest part? Yes. Is when I started dating Lizzie. And they said, uh, you know, you, you should uh, you should try not to have sex until you're married. And I was like, what about, like, if you're just, like, you really care for somebody? And they're like, yeah, all right, that works. They <laughs> immediately came to, like, they had no convictions about it. They were like, yeah, all right, that works.
1: What did your parents tell you? Was it your mom, like, hey, here's all the medical stuff you need to know, what, like, the penis is and the vagina. And then your dad came in and he was like, you can pound some pussy. And he, like, fist bumped you. <laughs> he was like, time to bounce. <laughs> He's like, you're my boy, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna have a great time out there, kiddo.
0: I don't think either of my parents had the education necessary to give me all the proper pointers on that. Uh, no, they just gave me the thing about like, you know, like, you know, don't go around laying pipe everywhere. And I was like, hey, I'm not, I can't, I've tried, I can't, <laughs> you guys don't have to worry about it.
1: Talking about your dirty little dick, you, you turned on Tinder or Hinge or Bumble or any of those on yet in Lexington?
0: I have, yeah, hold on, I got a, let's see, I got a match with a, with a Muslim girl, actually. A Muslim woman. Sorry. Don't mean to say girl.
1: No, no, no. You met Muslim girl you've matched with an eight year old. <laughs> <laughs> uh Alia. She's
0: a medical student at USC. Yeah, she seems cool. Uh other than that, a lot of uh lot of hick dudes who I, I am not into. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's kind of you don't get them as frequently as you do on the in California, but it does really stand out when you like see someone and even just from appearance you're like, Oh, I can tell this is gonna be liberal atheist, leftist, like, <laughs> I'm vaccinated, got my Fauci-ouchie, uh, I like doing whatever and, uh, reading, you know, books and stuff, and it's like, oh, yeah, you can, you can clock that from a mile away, and that's my type. You like the people who like Fauci? You are trying to get that liberal dick? No, 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 I think calling it a Fauci-ouchie is just, uh, I don't know, uh, that's like endearing, that's not like a- Okay. okay. I actually love Fauci.
1: Oh, I didn't really get what you were saying. I thought a Fauci-ouchie was like, I don't know, a hat or something. I was like, what the fuck is that? I just got that you (laughs) were calling. It's a cutesy term
0: for the vaccine. It's mostly, I think I put my radius uh, far enough to get to uh, USC people. And since I have my age settings, you know, at proper settings, it's mostly grad students. Mm. And young professionals. No sugar daddies, though. Not yet.
1: Is that something you're looking for? To just be Paul. a layabout.
0: You telling oh. you telling me you can you wouldn't you wouldn't fuck with a sugar daddy?
1: I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I, mean, I, I never really thought it was enough of a possibility to to be. That's the issue,
0: for Paul. Is a lack of
1: imagination. Uh, anyways, back to the column. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think their advice is going to be there?
0: Dress up as a young male student who's new to the high school mm. and try and seduce <laughs> your friend's daughter.
1: Wait, it's it's her daughter that she's <laughs> having trouble. Wait, what?
0: With. Oh, I thought it was the friend who wanted to intervene with how her mother was. Uh... No,
1: she was. So her friend was telling her about the talk she'd had with her daughter, and she oh. was having a crisis now about does that mean I have to have the talk with my daughter, even though I don't want to tell her that she can potentially have sex.
0: Oh god, my retention skills are terrible tonight. Um. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay, in that case, uh, no, why would you let what one other parent does dictate how you're going to do things? Is it because she thinks that her kid's going to talk to her kid, so, like, she has to beat her to it, or?
1: No, she's just like, is it time? Is this, like, my ego? Like, you know, is it better to get on it early than to not have a sex talk before she might potentially want to have sex? I mean, I think as
0: early as you think they can
1: comprehend it's probably the way to go. Mm, so you're going with get over your, uh, weird insecurity. Your weird hang-ups. Hang-ups, I mean, yeah. Yeah,
0: I would say for sure. I mean, Pause is obviously like, hey, let the lady
1: do it if she wants. I don't care. I'm gonna go watch football. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think about. Well, I really don't have an opinion. I could like this really would be. I'd be like, yeah, if you want to have a talk with her, go ahead. And that if she was like, nah, you know, it makes me feel weird. I'd be like, yeah, also don't they have the internet now? It'll be fine. She'll be <laughs> into being. She'll get into BDSM and getting choked way too early, oh. but you can let her figure it out if you want to.
0: Is that not the uh, like the old person's uh, version of the internet? It's like, buy them a book?
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe buy them a book. But, that, yeah. I mean, that's similar to having the talk. It's still like kind of encouraging her that it's okay well, to have Except one
0: now. of those has homework attached.
1: All right. Let's read the answer from this column. Oh, that's it? You're done? <laughs> oh, there's multiple questions here that we can do. I won't do oh, okay. all of them, but... This was only, this advice column was only posted once and it was like five questions in a row. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you for writing in. I don't think there's ever been a parent in the history of the world who was excited to talk to their kid about sex. Still, the stakes are high. You have to do it before she starts having sex, which unfortunately may be before you think it's appropriate. There's no way to know exactly when to have the conversation. But I can tell you where. Starbucks. Think of how much easier the conversation will be after a smiling barista Hands both of you an iced cold chai tea latte. You can forget awkward silences. Anytime you see one coming, just grab that straw and drink in the subtle, irresistible sweetness with just the right blend of spices. As far as the question of when goes, I have three words for you while supplies last. Damn, that's good.
0: Alright, I say we zoom through some more of these questions so we can get some more of the answers.
1: Alright. hi guy who can only make a living off of his advice column by constantly advertising the cool, refreshing taste of Starbucks iced chai tea latte. I've been dating for a while, and I just started seeing someone I really like. She's smart, funny, and cute, and laughs at my nerdy jokes. It's been going well in most ways except for one. I'm kind of a homebody, and she's super high energy. Let's go out and do things, type of person. It sounds stupid, but I'm constantly feeling like I'm either letting her down or torturing myself to do stuff I never wanted to sign up for in the first place. It might be good for me to challenge myself, to get up to her level, but I really don't want to feel like I'm holding her back. Should I go for it, or just cut my losses before I'm in too deep? Thanks for the help. Alright, since you're trying
0: to make this fast, I'll make it easy. Kill yourself.
1: <laughs> I agree with Adrian, that's the only acceptable option.
0: No, I think actually I'm going to take a piece of advice from a mutual friend... And uh, this is a mutual friend of ours. It was older than prom. It was a formal. It was a sorority thing. And no, maybe it was prom. Who, who was it where uh, Justin thought that his girlfriend would have a better time going with her gay best friend than going with him? And so for like a formal dance where like you would normally invite your partner, he was like, oh, just take your friend. You'll have way more fun than going with me. That uh,
1: sounds so accurate.
0: <laughs> I would say get her a gay best friend who wants to go out and do things.
1: Okay, okay. Seems a little tokenish of you with the gay community. You're already on sin ice as a bi man, Adrian.
0: It's not my fault that white people love tokenizing people. <laughs> There's a great episode of um, uh, High Maintenance about that.
1: Hello. Maybe I'm just a starry eyed romantic, but I think you have to go for it. She sounds special, and you don't want to spend the rest of your life wondering what could have been. If energy is all you need, I've got just the thing a refreshing iced chai latte from your local Starbucks. <laughs> She'll have to run double-step just to keep up with you. And with the delicious taste of Starbucks' classiest signature drink in your mouth, you can add one more way that your relationship with your soulmate is going perfectly. In summary, follow your heart and drink Starbucks iced chai tea lattes.
0: I know we've mentioned this before on the pod, but the the Redditor who got famous because he would tell long-winded stories that were on topic for the thread, but always ended with his dad taking him out back and beating him with jumper cables... When you look through his profile and just read all of them back to back, you know what the punchline is every time, but every
1: time it's still somehow funny, and <laughs> that's exactly what this is. How's it going? Guy who can only make a living off of his advice column by constantly advertising the cool, refreshing taste of Starbucks iced chai tea latte? Right after college, I moved to Houston for work. I love the job that I'm doing, but the thing is, I don't really care for Houston. It's too hot, there's no public transportation. And the people I really care about aren't here. My family's in Boston, my boyfriend's in Portland, and most of my best friends from college moved to New York. I'm thinking it's time for a change, but I don't know where I want to go. It'd be nice to be on the East Coast, but do I go to New York or Boston? Or should I head to Portland so that I can be with my boyfriend of two years? Or should I go somewhere that works best for me? I'm currently at a nonprofit organization, and most of the jobs that I'd most like to get after this one are in D.C., I know I have to make this decision myself in the end, but I'd still love to get your advice.
0: Um, One thing that people don't know about Houston is that per capita, it has more Starbucks than any other city, which has the great refreshing taste <laughs> of a Starbucks chai tea latte.
1: Let me tell you something. As somebody who's been to Houston multiple times for multiple weeks, trash city, avoid mm. at all costs, mm. shit to your city, nothing worth doing in Houston. Unless you're trying to party with some 16-year-old Latinas who you can't figure out how they got into the club, you can skip Houston. But you're okay with it anyways and you hang out with it. <laughs> You get into the bar and you're like, why are they letting children in here? Mm-hmm. If that's not what you're into, then there you can skip Houston as a city.
0: Maybe check out an
1: Astros game while you're there. Hmm. Way too hot. Super uncomfortable. Nothing good. Okay, moving is always an exciting adventure, but choosing where to move can certainly be nerve-wracking. You don't want to ruin your relationship by moving even further away, but you don't want to regret your decision to move in with your boyfriend if things don't work out. You want to be with family and or friends, but if you also want to follow your professional dreams in DC, in the end I think you have to remember the most important part of deciding where to live. How close is your new home to the nearest Starbucks? You can keep in touch and even work remotely, but the delicious, calming blend of flavors that make up Starbucks iced chai tea latte can't be enjoyed from a distance. So always remember to make sure a Starbucks is within walking distance from your new house, or at least only a five-minute drive away. Hey, guy who can only make a living off of his advice column by constantly advertising the cool, refreshing taste of Starbucks iced chai tea latte. Me and my girlfriend have been thinking of getting matching tattoos lately, but we can't agree on what to get. And I'll go ahead and, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, spoil this one for you. Um, wait, well, Adrian, do you want to? I'm not going to read the rest of the question, but as you can tell, there's, you know, ins and outs and crevices mm-hmm. and curves to what they're mm-hmm. saying. But how do you feel about a couple tattoos? Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool, really. Would you get one? No, not really. <laughs> okay, yeah, same. Seems really corny. Yeah. And of course, the answer in this advice column is just a blurry JPEG of a Starbucks iced chai tea latte. <laughs> and nothing <laughs> <That's> else. <laughs> I love that. Alright. So uh there you go folks. Uh put it all on red if you're interested. They got their advice column.
0: I enjoyed that quite a bit.
1: Alright, Polito,
0: are you ready for a third segment? Yes I am. So as I said before, this episode is about coffee. Um but you know I think even more than coffee, I'm really about spilling that tea. You know, that's I was a tea drinker way before I was a coffee drinker. So uh, this is a third segment called Spilling That Tea. And it's all about today's. And by that, I mean, since like the day that we're recording today's celebrity gossip. Uh, So I'm going to do a fill in the blank quiz with Paul and Paul being a huge celebrity gossiper, someone who is all about that hot goss. He is going to correctly answer these 10 questions about today's celebrity gossip Paul
1: how are you feeling I'm feeling good about it man uh I'm, I'm joking I feel horrible about it I do not know any celebrity gossip
0: if it makes you feel better I really wanted to make it like geared towards Gen Z stuff but um the few places where I was able to find really easy gossip celebrity stuff was mostly like people that we would actually know so it's actually more it's more easy than I want it to be oh uh, okay I couldn't figure out like who the latest member of
1: John Mulaney left his wife for.
0: (laughs) I couldn't figure out like who the latest member of BTS got into a Twitter feud with. You know. Oh, so wait. Do you want to say anything besides the fact that you're just not in tune with celebrity gossip,
1: or I'm in tune with very random celebrity gossip because it's Mm. the type of thing where I don't follow any like uh, sources, but I'm not like above it. I don't think I'm better at celebrity gossip. So if something catches my eye, where I'm like what the fuck that happened then i'll end up reading up on it but Mm. i don't have like a oh every day i open up my people's magazine you know and Mm. and see what see what brad did to angelina this week oh boy you're not gonna believe it
0: uh okay Polly boy let me ask you a question Mm -hmm. this member of the royal family caused a bit of a row When she was overheard criticizing incoming world leaders for speaking on climate change but not doing enough in
1: practice. Kate, Princess Kate. Final answer. Yep, Kate Middleton. That was
0: Queen Elizabeth II.
1: Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. Isn't she too old to be overheard? Like what? What the? Uh, That feels like a PR (laughs) thing. That's true. It's really
0: hard to hear (laughs) her.
1: There's no way she had an opinion on it. She was probably like, oh, where are my dead shirts? Where is my slave? Wait,
0: what innocuous phrase do you think she said that was misoverheard as uh, other world leaders aren't doing enough for climate change?
1: She probably was just like, where is my slave Jeffrey? Oh, I keep forgetting you (laughs) tell me we cannot have those anymore.
0: Uh, Okay, give me another number and we'll give you the next one. This actor may not be over the hill yet, but he is old and wise enough to know that nothing good comes from armchair arm advice. What? Michael Caine. You don't want to rehear the rest of it? Oh, okay. I mean, you can. I don't know. I guess you already answered.
1: I just know I saw an article about him being like, hey, I'm not retired guys or something recently. Well, do you want to hear the question? Or do you want to go for it? You know what? I'm buzzing in my answer. I'll hear the question after. That's how confident I am.
0: All right. This actor may not be over the hill yet, but he is old and wise enough to know that nothing good comes from armchair advice. This actor recently came out staunchly against fans commenting on his weight, whether or not the comments are positive, calling these types of comments oh, unhelpful.
1: Damn it. It's Jonah Hill.
0: Oh, no, he said Michael Kane. Damn it. That was Jonah Hill. That was one of your gimme questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why would he care about being old? He's not that old.
0: Uh, I just needed another way to say to make the over the hill thing work because I was trying to give you a, a, a subtle hint. Mm. But nope, Paul knows everything so he doesn't need to hear the whole question. Want to give me the next one? Yep. Do you want me to read just the first half or do you want me to like just skip every other word or what do you want me to do?
1: I'm not going to dignify that with an answer.
0: <laughs> Polly Paul, clueless actress, clueless actress. I
1: just watched Clueless the other day. I, oh God, but I don't know the actress. Do you want to guess now? No. <laughs> okay.
0: Clueless actress... Fox News commentator and generally quick actress Blink has recently revealed she suffers from a Vicodin addiction
1: oh my god I didn't know she became a Fox News person that makes sense because she is like that sort of blonde uh Clueless was such a good movie yeah I don't know her name you don't know her name no
0: do you want to describe her or something blonde lady um. So this is Stacy Dash.
1: Oh, she was a she was uh so she was Turks. So she was a black girl in clueless. She was a Turks girlfriend. Ooh, she was Donald Faison's. Donald Faison's. Girl. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So far, you were living up to your expectations, Paul. Mm. Hmm. Next one. All right. I guess we'll have to call this Watergate Gate. This Oscar-winning actor with roles in The Hunger Games and Will and Grace was recently involved in a physical altercation at the Watergate Hotel in what was described as an act of self-defense. No pun intended, but that must have been a stick-y situation.
1: Oh, Woody Harrelson. Hey, there you go. Fall, <laughs> nice. What, uh, what clued you in on that one? Uh, well, I, I was going to guess Woody because I was like, who's old enough to be on Will and Grace and in Hunger Games? So it wasn't uh, Jennifer Lawrence or the blonde guy. So it was going to be Woody Harrelson from the start. And then once you said stick, I was like, oh, stick, wood.
0: Okay, nice, nice. Uh, That's one point for Paul. Good job. This 64-year-old comedian and TV personality, known for his usual suits and well-groomed mustache, has been turning heads lately for his daring and eye-catching outfits that prove that fashion is for all ages. And whatever Paul says, I'm going to say to that, good answer. Oh, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve Harvey. Oh, you got it. <laughs> Layla George has filed for divorce from this Mystic River and Milk actor, blank, after only one year of marriage. This actor has formerly been married to Madonna and has dated Charlize Theron.
1: Ooh, no clue. Um, I will say because he was married to Madonna, I'm wondering if it's a black man.
0: hmm has Madonna famously married black men?
1: Had sex with them. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
0: <clears throat> Let's just say uh, he definitely, although it sounds like he would, did not go to the University of Pennsylvania. Um. um Sean Patton? hey sean penn i think that was a little bit too hard of a clue but uh,
1: in terms of just giving it to you i think too easy of a clue but we'll give it to you anyways because i feel like you need it sean penn's got such a fucked up face he's got those weird eyes that look like he was born wrong celeb enemy no we're <laughs> just, just person you want to
0: actively just hurt not a handsome man i don't know <laughs> um, i know right and he's hitting charlie's the god damn bro what are we doing wrong All right. Polly boy. So this is real topical. This British actor who's been in the girl with the dragon tattoo and knives out is in hot water with the LGBTQ plus community. After admitting he used to frequent gay bars as a straight man, saying it was good for him because he would get into less fights at gay bars. And he felt safe there. Knives out and what else? The girl with the dragon tattoo.
1: I've never seen the girl with the dragon tattoo. Damn it.
0: But you've read it.
1: And so I know the actors. (laughs) I know who I would cast. It doesn't sound like something Daniel Craig would say, because that's like some weird shit to say. And Daniel Craig, I don't get the vibe that he says weird shit in interviews. And I watched Knives Out with a girl, so I was only half paying attention. If you You know know what what I I mean. mean. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That dirty dog. I watched it on a plane, so I was only half watching
1: it. You know what I mean? I guess that's the only actor I really remember from it. I really was not paying attention to the other characters. Daniel Craig. Don't remember like Keith Stanfield.
0: Uh did you did you ever hear about the comedy bang bang controversy where uh Scott introduced him as Keith Stanfield? Oh
1: no. Why would yeah, that
0: be? Because people thought they were like he was de like blackifying his name by calling him Keith instead of Lakeith. Um cool. and so it wasn't until like uh someone took to Twitter, it was either Keith or Scott who took to Twitter to be like, that's what he asked to be called <laughs> during whenever <laughs> I introduced
1: him. So that's why I said that. <laughs> uh isn't isn't the world cool? Dude, the world's so cool nowadays. Man, the world's so dope. People are definitely not slowly going insane.
0: Tony Collette, that's who I was thinking of, who was amazing in all of her other roles as well, as well as that role. She was so good. Um, But Paul, you have stumbled into the right answer. It is Daniel Craig.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. I did good not think he you. said weird shit like that. That's...
0: Well, that's one of the interesting things. I didn't read the whole article, but it's one of those things where I read far enough to be like many people praised him for it. And I was like... Why? That's what... So... Because they were like, you know, any LA who comes over, I don't know. i All I could think of was I wanted to make sure to include the context that his quotes included. It was good for me because I would get into less fight, fights at gay bars and because it was a safe place for me to be. And I was like, what a way to fucking take something from like a marginalized group and make it yours because you feel
1: safe there. Like, fuck you. Like, I was, yeah, I read those comments and I was like, fuck up. If off, he was dude. like, oh, I, if he was like, I like to go there because I thought the partying was better or something, I would almost be like, ah, eh, it's a little like. I yeah. guess you're kind of taking away some space from, like, gay people to meet other gay people. That was people the
0: main criticism. I don't know if people had the same but, criticism either, like, but that be, was the main criticism. At least that
1: would be fun. But, like, because yeah. I'm not going to get in fights here. I, what is that implying about gay men that they don't get in as many fights because they're not as masculine or something? Like, okay, I don't Daniel even know Craig, what he's to Daniel Craig, you come my neck say. of the
0: woods. you catching these hands. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
1: all I'm saying is <laughs> you catching this dick. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's something about it that rubs me the wrong way. It just feels odd. Yeah, same for me all
0: right, Paul, next one. You've gotten, mm-hmm. let's see, one, two, three, three and a half correct, and then one, two, three and a half wrong. You're doing pretty 50 50 right now. Okay,
1: okay.
0: We got one, two, three left. We got number seven. So do you want to do best two out of three to see whether or not you win this? All right, sure. <clears throat> Should I do my best, like Hollywood E voice? I don't actually know how that goes. Like a Ryan Seacrest voice? Ironically, this iconic band. <laughs> Ironically, this iconic rock Rolling band stones. has removed.
1: Like, that... keep going. No,
0: no, no,
1: no, uh, no. That was me no, thinking you, out you loud. You already said this. I'm, I'm not buzzing that in. I was thinking out loud.
0: Thinking out loud. I'm a dead, div- div- a, div- a million right now. Um, ironically, this iconic rock band has removed one of their most famous songs, "Brown Sugar," from the set list of their No Filter tour because it's because of its depictions of slavery, rape, and drugs. Rage Against the Machine. All right, Polly Boy. The answer was Rolling Stones. <laughs> was it really? Yeah the,
1: yeah, the answer was Rolling Stones. You, fucking used the <laughs> <shit>. <laughs>
0: you said you were just thinking out loud.
1: You're so ugly. Your personality is so ugly.
0: <laughs> All right, two more, Paul. You got to get them both right. Yeah. After welcoming his first child in April 2020. This sexy ghost of a news anchor has been the latest in a long line of celebrities to declare that their child will be given no inheritance.
1: Wait, sexy ghost of a news anchor? Yeah. Anderson Cooper because he's really white? A ding ding ding.
0: (laughs) Paul, you got it. Okay. That's the best way I've heard Anderson Cooper described as a, a sexy ghost. <laughs>
1: really, I would I would choose almost any other descriptor for him. To be hundred percent honest with you,
0: really, like a uh, the uh, the epitome of black excellence. He'd choose anything. <laughs>
1: I'd call him sultry chalk.
0: Mm. Well, see, I would do that if I was running for John Oliver too, but uh, for some reason, and I can't I can't put my own opinion over this. People seem to find him very attractive. So, all right, Paul. It's all up to this one. Number six. How good is your celebrity gossip? Let's see what the tea is. In a recent interview, actress Blank gushed over her on-screen but not yet confirmed actual boyfriend, Tom Holland, praising him with such quotes as, Seeing him at work, even though he's not a Virgo, he's a perfectionist. Tom recently commented three Tom recently commented three fire emojis on a stunning picture of her Instagram, as well as calling her My MJ. That day, yeah. Uh, Polly boy. <laughs> Ooh, clinching that win.
1: We ain't far from home anymore, baby. This Damn, is bro. W you should just go cow. with your
0: first gut. You should have gone first gut this whole time. Yeah. You're doing great. Uh, yeah. All right. Paul, Winning that one. Proving everyone wrong. Proving the haters wrong. That's me. Mm.
1: How do you like drinking up their salty tears right now? All right. Well so we talked about coffee and we ended it with just a little sip of tea. Delicious. Big facts no cap. Yeah Let's for get sure. Out of here. All right. Big fact. Coffee is such a great vice because from everything we can tell about it, it's not actually that bad for you. And it's you're socially allowed to do it in front of your fucking boss. How incredible is that. Take up coffee. If y'all aren't into coffee, you're missing out. What a, what a great drug. And my
0: no-cap is, uh, coffee, is it good for you or is it bad for you? I mean, like, what is it, like eggs or something? One thing you hear about this, then you hear about that scientist. Get
1: your heads together. Come on. Get your heads together. Come on. Mm -hmm. Bye, Adrian. Bye. Your bag is straight, your hair is smooth, on the pillow where you lie.
0: love Your loyalty
1: is not to me But to the stars above One One more cup of of coffee. coffee